Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to your daily dose here on Midday Dose with your doctor, Dr. Day. Open your ears and your mind to receive what's been prescribed. Now here comes your host with the most, Dr. Day. God bless you. It is such a blessing that God has allowed us to come back together again through the medium of our podcast. This is your second edition of Daily Dose here at the Oak Gardens Church in Dallas, Texas. I pray that God has richly blessed you over the last week since we last spoke. And it's also our prayer that each one of us have been kingdom representatives in the world as we do our best to compel men and women to come uh, to the grace of Jesus Christ. Last week, we discussed that the kingdom of God, looking at the concepts of what is the kingdom of God. And last week we kind of ideated uh, with the thesis statement that the kingdom of God is not a place, meaning a church building, a, a house, or a place that you can physically touch. But actually the kingdom of God is a space that is inhabited in each side of us. We are the king's representatives because we are part of the king's domain. So it kind of works in a different way. If I looked at the kingdom of God as a place, then that's where I come to meet the king. When I start looking at the kingdom of God as a space, I now have to look at the king is with me everywhere I go. So if I say I'm a part of the kingdom of God, how am I representing that out in a dark, depressed, deprived world that is so in need of a king that is truly on the throne. So we kind of discussed that in our first episode. In this episode, we kind of want to look at the concept, how do I enter the kingdom of God? How do I uh, access this kingdom of God? Now, I remember when I was trying to get into college and I was applying to different institutions, there were two or three things I had to submit to each college to try to get in. Uh, first of all, you know those SATs and ACTs, those are tests to see how and what is my mental aptitude to be able to take courses from this institution. Also, there's another thing called GPA that me and Mr. GPA used to fight all the time because he wanted it to be high threes. I was cool with low twos, but to get into these institutions that I was trying to get into, uh, it required a entry level that was acceptable to getting into that university. Now catch it, they didn't accept everyone. You had to meet their requirements to get in to that university. I think sometimes our misunderstanding of the kingdom of God is we're trying to get our spiritual GPAs up and we're trying to get our spiritual uh, ACT and SAT grades up to enter into the kingdom of God. It's very important for you and I to understand the beauty of the book of Acts and the beauty of the book of the synoptic gospels in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John are not prerequisites for you and I to get into the kingdom. You know how you get into the kingdom? Believing Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That is the requirement. It's not your grade point average. It's not where you work. It's not the money you have. It's not uh, the family name that you hold. It's actually you and I accepting that we are not God ourselves. We're not the king ourselves, but also accepting that many years ago, there was a man who was the God man who came to earth to forgive us of our sins. So actually, 
getting into the kingdom is admitting I cannot be right with God without Jesus. Now, this is very important because I want you to catch this. Many of us start to have the belief that I can go straight to God to get in a right relationship with God. Well, if that's the case, why would God send his son to die on the cross to rectify and to bring human beings, which all of us are sinners, according to Romans 3.23, into a right relationship with God? If I could get to God on my own, why would I need Jesus? Let me tell you why I need Jesus, because I was too messed up to die on that cross myself. If they killed me, it would have been worth the murder. But because Jesus was killed on our behalf, he was that atonement. He was that lamb. He was that sacrificial uh, um, offering that brought us right with God. So why would we look for another way to get into the kingdom besides the one who sacrificed his life? And he is our king. And oh, how we love it. So first of all, you and I got to understand that the kingdom of God is entered to by accepting who is the king. Now, uh, all through New Testament scripture, Jesus would always say the kingdom is like or the kingdom of heaven is like or the kingdom uh, resembles this. So what Jesus would do is give uh, what are known as parables. Parables are stories to explain celestial activity. It is bringing uh, deity down to earth. It's, it's actually showing something that we do every day as a likeness of the kingdom of God. So when we read uh, stories that Jesus taught in parable form, one of them that came out that was such a beautiful text is Matthew 13, 1 through 23. Most of you who have had any brush with the Bible have heard about the story of Jesus giving the example of the former, and he gives four examples of different land or different uh, plots of land that the seed fell on. Um, he said there was rocky soil, there was good soil, there was soil where it sprouted up very quickly and then it perished away because the sun hit it. And then there was soil that showed that it was active, great soil to receive the word of God. When we read Matthew chapter 13, verse number one, the Bible says, later the same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. He said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock, and the seed that sprouted quickly because of the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as it had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now, at the end of that text, Jesus explains each part of 
the parable when it comes to the soil. He does that in 18 verses 18 through uh, 23. I just want to highlight three things out of this text that might bless us to understand our position in the kingdom. First of all, we want to look at the seed. We want to look at the fruit, but we also want to look at the sun. Quickly, the seed is interesting. The seed is an example to the word of God. Now, you know, we live in a society that rejects the word of God, that the word of God is not valid to many. Um, um, the word of God is irrelevant to many. Many of them use the word of God as an additional book. Well, actually, we wouldn't know what is right or wrong if we didn't have the word of God. Even if you reject the word of God, that doesn't make the word of God not valid. The way we know that there is even a kingdom of heaven is through the word of God. So when Jesus gives this illustration, he gives it as the word being the seed. Now, let me tell you something. Some of us are growing now because what was planted 20 years ago. Some of us are better now because our parents, our grandparents, big mama, big daddy, uh, uh, a cousin, a church member planted a word of God inside of us. And we are mature in Christ Jesus because what was planted years ago. Now, I think it's interesting when Jesus gives this example of the seed, he does something that's interesting. He shows that there are four different soils. Actually, three fourths of the seed did not take. Let me give that to you again, because I just heard someone on the podcast say amen. Uh, Three-fourths of the seed didn't take. Why didn't it take? Now, he gives the illustration of the parable of the soil, but I want to look at it in an applicable manner with you. The seed is good, but how is it received? See, the soil is how the heart is prepared to receive the seed. Now, this is important. You can hear truth. But just because it's true doesn't mean your heart is able to receive what is true. I go to the doctor all the time and he tells me I need to lose weight. I know that's true. But my heart goes in to say, well, so do you. Y'all, y'all miss your shot. That, that I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. But the problem is I'm sitting on his table. Uh, that that the seed of the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, we're studying it privately, studying it at church, studying in a small group. You have to go into it saying, God, create in me good soil, fertile soil, so that whatever you plant in me can grow through me so it can be productive. Because you can tell if your soil is right. Because the next thing Jesus gives, he says, when it fell on the good soil, it produced bumper crop. Now, let me give you to you. You might say, well, I come to church all the time. But what are you producing? Because if you don't have good soil, your productivity is low. Because he says that in the in uh, verse um in verse number eight, he says this, oh, the seed that fell in the good soil produced 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as the one seed that was planted. So if my soil is bad, if my heart is bad, if my heart, my mind cannot receive the word of God, then guess what? My production will be void or not valid. What do you mean, Pastor, by production? Well, he goes on to say the kingdom of God should be, if you're in the kingdom of God, you ought to produce. What should you produce? Your tree ought to have hanging on it holiness. Your tree ought to have hanging on it character. Your tree ought to hang on it good works. 
Your tree ought to have hanging on it, uh, winning others to the kingdom of God. The tree ought to have on it sharing the goods that God has blessed you with. Your tree ought to have it praising God. Now, uh, years ago, when my wife and I first moved in our house, uh, we, we planted a pear tree. Um, and that tree, our apple, I'm sorry, a green apple tree. And uh, that tree was beautiful. But that tree produced so many apples that we had to cut it down. Uh, I mean, it was actually killing the grass that so many apples were falling from that tree that we had to get rid of the tree because it was destroying property around the tree. Uh, I wonder, does the devil ever have interest in cutting you down because you're producing too much? And maybe the reason the devil is not messing with you and I is because why mess with something that's not producing? Okay, so I I know I know you you probably fell down on to the praising God part of production. Well, the praising God part is easy, but sharing the good news of Jesus. Just think about it. Some of us have been in Christ five years, in the kingdom of God ten years, twenty, thirty, fifty years. Have you convinced anyone else to come to the kingdom? When God blesses you with extra, do you bless others with that uh, extra? Has your character improved? We all have character flaws, but is it better today than it was last week? And then he says, the reason I can tell if your soil is right, because the sun is going to come out. Now, you might look at the sun. The sun, you, every time I hear this and think about this text, I want to sing the song, Here comes the sun, da-na-na-na. Here comes the sun, da-na-na-na. It's all right. Well, sometimes sun can help stuff to grow that's in good soil. But if you're in bad soil, it, the same sun that helped good soil to grow can also kill bad soil. The sun can torch and burn up stuff that's in shallow areas. What is the sun representing here? Well, Jesus, it represents persecution. It represents opposition to the kingdom of God. Because don't forget, there's another kingdom of this world called the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness is always fighting against the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because the kingdom of darkness has already admitted within its own heart it doesn't get any better than this. But those who are in the part are part of the kingdom of light can say it will get better because we will live with the king forevermore. So here's what I really want you to get. This week, spend time checking your soil. Now, some of us came out of some bad soil pots. We grew up in bad soil families. We grew up with bad soil parents. We grew up with bad soil communities and bad soil. But you know one thing I found out about soil? That if you dig it up and till it up, bad soil can go good if you work on it. <laughs> Don't spend all of your time bringing in new soil when maybe you ought to just dig up the soil that's already within you. And then you'll watch your life become productive. You'll watch your life become. This is not about you getting rich. It's not about you getting famous. It's, it's about you and I convincing others that the king way is still the right way. I hope this blessed you. I hope this will benefit you. I hope you'll be productive. 
Until we meet again next week on our third installment of our podcast. And always remember, here at Old Gardens, we do life together. Hey, connect with us on our Sunday services, on live stream, YouTube, Facebook, and on our website at 1015. We also would love for you to connect with our Facebook book page, Old Gardens Church, and our Instagram, YouTube, all of our channels. We would love to get to know you better, and we would love to walk out this kingdom with you because one day the king shall return. Let's pray. God, thank you for your kingdom and help us, each one of us who are part of the kingdom, to live out the mandate of the king, which is to tell the world that the king is coming. The king is coming. Help us to live lives, first of all, that are pleasing to you, but also we've learned, help us live lives that are productive in the kingdom of God to produce fruit worthy of you calling us into your covenant relationship. Thank you for being better to us than we would know how to be to ourselves. In your son's name we do pray. And all who believe said amen. Hey, have a great week in the Lord. We love you, but God loves you the most. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to Midday Dose with your doctor, Dr. Day. Please tune in next week for your prescribed daily dose. Please like us on any platform that you're listening to this podcast on. Also, if you want to stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, and TikTok. And remember, at Oak Gardens, we do life together.